Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. Alright, cool. Welcome to another episode of Funny to Informing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Am I um, Macho Man Randy Savage was, or am I the Kool-Aid Man? That was, you decide. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Put that poll up. Yeah. You, uh, who was first? Who and came that, first, Macho Man or the Kool-Aid guy? That was impressive, too. That was, was actually a that pretty good... Uh, off the cuff. I mean, let me try one. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's not good at all. Oh, it's no. got to come more from the gut. No, ooh, yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when, Snap into a grand, Carlton's grand. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, another episode of Funny to Informing. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's me. And uh, we don't really have a show number episode for this one. It's a bonus. You know why? Yeah, no. Because this is an interview show. Right. Funny to interviews. Uh, nothing else planned. <laughs> FTI. Funny to interviews. That's awkward. That's terrible. I don't know. Sir. We'll, we'll come. Uh, I don't that, like just, that. that just rolled off my tongue, and it felt bad when it did. <laughs> It burned. Yeah, it, <laughs> it tastes like it tastes like bitter. The F- funny two interviews. Yes, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Can't FDI, do it. it fits the goddamn. It fits the acronym. It does, but it's the title is not good. I don't but know. But this is our interview with. Uh, Maybe I'll come around to it with Sid. His real name is. We didn't get it in this on the show. Sid Udy. Sid Udy. 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 Uh, e U D Y. You can look him up on Wikipedia, Facebook, Instagram, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, YouTube. You can go to YouTube and watch a bunch of his old promos or his wrestling vids. But he's the king of promos. He's the king of promos, and uh, uh, yeah, we know that. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, you'll hear that in yeah, a second. Yeah. So nothing prepared. Uh, no digi hears. We don't have a scoop on the group. Nope. Uh, we did, we get uh, did get to some of the listener questions that they had. For, we did. Thank you guys um, for sending those. Honestly, we would got to a lot more. He kind of rushed us through it. He was uh, really in in knee deep into a documentary he was watching, and he let us know right away. Yeah, hey I guys, feel like I want to watch this, so let's get this thing over with. And I was like, "Sorry to bother you," and go. Yeah, and we jumped right in, feet first. I've never felt more intrusive, uh, <laughs> right? But no, like, but yeah, he okay. was. But you know what? I I felt like, oh man, we're keeping him, we're keeping him. I did feel weird, but uh, there were several times where I was like, oh man, oh he's just like offering up all this information. And telling more on the story and more and more and more. And I felt like some of the people, some of our listeners that are super deep wrestling fans, as a guy who grew up only knowing like Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Sting, Hulk Hogan, the biggest and hugest names. I guess oh, he was like one the, of them. The mainstream. Yeah, the, I guess ones. they were the mainstream. And you know what? More so than anything, they were more the heroes. As I think back on this episode, as we talked to him and I talked about heroes and heels and he talked about it, he was more, he was obviously more of a heel his entire career. Which he loved, and you'll hear that on the interview, but I feel like maybe I didn't know as much because I knew more of the heroes, the guy, the yeah. people who you could buy their their action figures in the store. Exactly. Well, and as he, a child, I feel like that's what I went for. Maybe I was a maybe I was a boring 
fucking top two percenter. Maybe I was an elitist in a, my wrestling. A basic bitch. If, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe I went for pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes of wrestlers. No, but the, I guess I did. But because I don't remember him as a child, but he was, dude. He was there through the whole fucking time. Okay, so uh, you know, uh, if we're talking about like favorite wrestlers, you know, it, for my, for me, it's yeah. Chris Jericho. And, See, yeah, it was after. And, See, I was and, already out of wrestling. I had, I remember that era. That was the Rock's era, right? No, but, and yo, well, Stone yeah. Cold Steve and Chris. Jer- yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Stone else? Cold Steve. Stone, well, I, I did. I figured you were going to finish it for me. Stone Austin. Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Anyway, who? So Chris Jericho and who else were your favorites? Uh, and Ro- like Roddy Piper. Oh, I, Roddy, I, Roddy. See, that was, was before, era. Yeah. Yeah, that was from my era. Yeah, that was from my era. I remember that guy. But it's a good Rowdy, bad guy. Roddy was. Or I would say like my favorites were probably. I remember Hulk Hogan, but I was never like a Hulkamaniac brother. Um, probably because I don't have a dick like a thermos, but uh, <laughs> Tom oh, spits his beer out. That Hulk was, does. Yeah. If you want to check that out on Wikipedia, <laughs> but no. Um, I honestly, I was he's, more. Of but like, he's um, like Captain America. Like, yeah, yeah like he the was, superhero. You're right. He was. Yeah, absolutely. Like, ah, you and that was that. That was not me. I was more of a. I like the heroes more so than the heels. I guess now I look back on it, and I think that's. I guess that's how it was. But my favorites were like. Um, who did I love? I love Rowdy Roddy. I really like that guy for whatever. He was different. He had the Scottish accent. He wore a kilt. I was like, that's different. And not that I looked up to that, but I was like, oh, that's cool. He doesn't, and he didn't give a fuck. He's hammered all the time <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But and you know like who else? He, I like he Junkyard Dog. I yeah. love Junkyard Dog because he was, he, he was, he was a kind of a heel, but he wasn't my biggest follow. Probably hands down. If I like, if I close my eyes and think about an eighties wrestler, like eighties when my childhood was. Okay. Ultimate fucking warrior. Yeah. Not to okay. even say that he was, dude, and he was regarded looking back as not one of the best. Like he wasn't super technical or whatever. I don't, you no, know, not as, like the best in as he shape. Gets picked uh, apart. Yeah. And his, his promos weren't the best or whatever. But you know what it was as a fucking like five or eight year old kid watching that guy? He had the bright colors. He had the face paint. He's like a top rope flyer. You know what I mean? And I really like that just like that spoke to me. It, there's like, a, it caught my eye. Yeah. There's, there's a certain attraction to it where it. Uh, brings actually like more of a reaction than being the hero. Like it's you want the sexiest mullet. You get oh yeah. Well, he I did. mean, yes, he did. number two only to Sid Vicious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not not that was not a, perm, a mullet. Perma mullet. It was not a yeah. It was like ha, like somewhat of a mullet a sometimes. Mullet. It was a per mullet, but it was a, it was more. No, it was a mullet all the time. Permy blonde. Curly. It was a permanent mullet. He looked good, man. No, no I, I know. Dude, I ain't fucking with the guy. <laughs> I mean, the guy's fucking 6'9", 317 pounds. Yeah. As I read, that's actually more like 6'7", 305. But, I mean, I ain't fucking with either yeah, one and, of those. Well, and with, big enough either way. And with, like, whatever you want to call him, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, whatever. like all, Just his, Sid. Yeah. Uh, Lord Humongous. Yeah. I like that. That's it, what I call my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to tell him that on the interview. Or but uh, yeah, Lord Humongous. Yeah, well, Sid like, Vicious and my dick share yeah, that name. The, the the plethora of names that he has, you know, it's a uh, it, it it's it, it's, it's a veritable cornucopia of dick jokes. He, he was you know considered the king of promos for <laughs> oh know, yeah getting getting a huge reaction out of the crowd. You we know, know move it's, on. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a little snippet. You'll yeah. you'll hear that. You'll yeah. hear that as John says that later, and no. he tells us to shut up and move on. Yeah, well, uh, he was only a little intimidating. It was in uh, the beginning, but I'll tell you this: he definitely chilled out, or whatever. We chilled out and like got our cool with him, and he was a really cool guy. And I appreciate him giving us his time. It yeah. Was a cool oh ass my gosh, he was fantastic. Yeah, he, uh, he so, does. He does have a podcast, and I and I think it does come up 
later. Does, but uh, you have to search very specifically. Ser- uh, yeah, very specifically. And if you try to shut up, point oh, that out. <laughs> if you try to point that out to him, you will get in trouble. <laughs> uh, but I w- uh, the vicious circle podcast and uh, the vicious circle. There's uh, a a few different versions yeah, of it. I'll like tell you this. Mute, I, uh, I put in vicious circle in my iTunes. A few search, different things and it came up. up. Something else, and then he was the second or third on the list. So I didn't see it right away. So it either search vicious circle. And then hope that you find it in the second or third, or just literally type in the Vicious Circle podcast. Yep, and it'll come up. It's and it'll say Sid Udy right underneath it. Yeah, as a, yeah. As a host, it's a it's there, a there, it's a it's a fledgling show. Yeah, well, it's, I'm glad it's only we could four get them episodes. on in the beginning. Four yeah, episodes. That's in. what I'm saying. It's very. It's just started, so it's yep. uh, you. You. It's easy to catch up with. And uh, his producer Rob does a great job, and uh, he seems like uh, Rob on the job. Yeah, Rob was on the Rob job. On the he, job, he, 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 like he, corn <laughs> on the cob. Check in with me and do your job. He, Sorry, he, he gets the conversation <laughs> going, drinking. you know, and he, uh, you know, he makes uh, Sid. He he kind of draws it out of Sid, which is what I think, uh, or what I like to think that we did. Uh, you know, with him in our interview, yeah, which it was is cool. cool. Like some things we had to draw out of him, but other things he was just like, "Well, I'm going to tell you all about how I didn't get paid with the WWE." And I was like, "Please do." <laughs> well, it, I mean, and and he definitely told some things I didn't expect him to tell, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is very candid," which I I I expected. I I didn't know what really to expect, but I did my research enough to know that this guy is kind of a old good old boy country boy. Don't give a fuck. Like so, yeah. you got to get him in the right mindset, and he's going to talk real as fuck. Well, and it goes and to show you did, too, and it was cool. It, it, it does go to show you too, where it's like, uh, if you feel kind of, I guess, salty about a situation, or if you're, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you have an issue with something going on, uh, that's where people's passion is uh, best drawn from. You know, is oh yeah, is, is it from spills uh, out of you. being upset about something or you're goddamn you know, right. So even if we don't like have to necessarily. Uh, ask specifically about something. Yay. If somebody's upset about something enough, you they're don't have to say get it. your leg all bent out of shape about it, John. No. <laughs> <laughs> not your father's dad joke. That is not your father's dad joke. That was not joke. even a dad joke. That was very topical. That was, <laughs> it was so punny. I don't. <laughs> pun is the lowest form of humor. No, but you uh, laughed so hard at that. Because it was good. And you guys can all enjoy funny. that. But, so it is so no. we didn't get to everything we wanted to ask him because he kind of did rush us through. Dude, I have, I have two pages full of questions here, not including listener questions. I tried to get to a handful of those at the end, too. But. Um, but I felt like we got out most of what I wanted to get out of him, aside from the one incident. And I don't really want to spoil the interview, but yeah, I would just say we didn't talk about one incident I definitely wanted to talk about that came up on another podcast just earlier this month. Uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast, 83 Weeks. Yeah. Uh, he just brought that up. I listened to that. I listened to the story and I wanted to, that I wanted to kind of know that going in so that I could possibly ask him about it. But he was, uh, he was all he he was kind of in a rush right from the start, so I didn't want to impede on this guy's time. Oh yeah, he let, he let us know right off the bat he that he got a and I he appreciate go. Look, this guy's giving us his time. Let me just shut up and fucking let him answer whatever he's going to answer. So we got through what we could. I'm just happy for like, the time, exactly. And I felt like we got as much out of him as we could in the time allotted. So I hope you guys appreciate the interview. It was a it was a work in progress. You it know, was it, interesting. Things didn't always line up. We we had to reschedule this thing at least one time. 
and uh, but it all worked out, and we got it down. So, assuming yeah. John, the producer, and, uh, doesn't lose this shit, <laughs> you guys will hear what I'm saying right now. Yeah, and uh, there really wasn't much for us to get to. I mean, I mean, aside this interview, we yeah, this interview notwithstanding, we uh, your birthday had just passed, absolutely, and that was the only thing that we were really, um, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess we can harken into... back on that. We'll probably talk about that on our next live show, which you can check out Thursdays at 7 o'clock on Amplified Network, on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook.com, all the above. But Where, uh, where are we at with that? With like 107 or 106? Yeah, uh, or... we'll be recording. As we record this, we'll be recording 107 tomorrow. So. No, well, yeah, So, and that would have been already out. Yeah, that'll be out by the this... time you guys hear this. We don't know when we're going to release this. Oh, but my god. It gosh. doesn't really matter. There's no time on it. Anything okay. we talked about is evergreen. We can put this out tomorrow. We can put this out in two years, like I told you. Yeah. Well, we're and, not going to. And, you know, and maybe we'll like, hint at your birthday a little bit during the live shows, but I want to talk about something that happened uh, you know, oh, right okay. now. Okay. Or Casey's visit. Yeah, just right before the SID yeah, interview. Let's That's might fine. as well get to that. Right before the SID interview, there was a... Okay, so we went to Top Golf. We had a good old time swinging, uh, you know, uh, golf clubs. Adrian killed that shit, dude. That was a surprise to me. She, and I'll good, tell you this. Good, as as good. I sat there... Okay, we recorded our show last Thursday, and I sat there on the show and was like, uh, and at the very end, I only mentioned it because I wanted to be a whore for shares and likes and ask for that my birthday okay that I, people share it and I, I said it to you and to everybody in the room at the time and you were like oh yeah that's right i knew it was coming but i forgot yeah you played I, that off like a champ i had known, as a guy yeah, yeah, who I knew. knew and was okay. planning on going to my surprise party the following night yeah, at top golf i needed you to know that i knew yeah yeah well i knew you knew at the next night when i showed up and you were there and i was like oh john knew the whole time i got i, I got there late for the surprise that's fine but i mean we're always late i was late so. to my own party we're late everything yeah everybody was there when i got there i don't even feel bad (laughs) but adri killed it man she set up this huge fucking like she ran out of three bays at fucking top golf it was like we had our own catered area over there there was a bunch of food and shit um which hit the spot i I actually showed up very hungry dude me too the spot i even asked adri like should i eat this junk food at my house before we leave or are we going to dinner like you know and she was like well i'm not telling you for going to dinner but there will be some food to eat kind of finger food style and i was like okay i don't know what that yeah, means yeah and you know how i hate to eat food and like i need right. nobody looking at me or that's whatever. fine i was you, so we hungry had that third bay. i didn't care but we had the third bay you go over and sit in the third bay and only <laughs> yeah. fucking ashley and your the, girl are watching i was you. in the corner yeah yep. just nibbling on chicken you were like can whatever. you turn these lights <laughs> off and give me a bed so i feel like i'm at home in my bedroom and it's midnight yeah yeah and but, uh so adrian but, killed that shit and there was dude i don't what was there probably dozen people there 15 yeah, people and, there uh, Great turnout. Yeah, give it and, in around. And I walked up not knowing where we were going. Um, uh, our our uh, swing poses, our, our you know, uh, our form. My swing is terrible. Our John's form. swing is terrible. Everybody's swing is we're, terrible. We're, that was on the, the live show that we did on Thursday. You know, uh, 106, I think it is, right? So oh, our, on 107. Yeah. That was 107. So, so we, yeah, so we kind of talked about our top golf form, and, you know, because that's where we went a little bit more in-depth about your birthday. Yeah, and, what, what and we by got now into. you can see but, the videos of us swinging the golf clubs ridiculously. Okay. And Adri's ridiculous swing. Everybody's dumb, <laughs> dumb wind-ups and swings it was it was some more successful than others yeah you definitely have to check out uh because coleman did not like my form at all and uh it was and and, and the whole time you gotta bend the knees yeah it's all in i call it the squat and swat but uh (laughs) and i was ragging on it the whole time and then i saw a video of me swinging and i was like okay i can't talk shit that's why my forearms burned like hell the next day and my hamstring but that's fine we'll talk about so we we end up at an after spot and we go to our favorite bar 
One Casey's. of our favorite bars, Casey's. Casey's uh, and Wally's. One of, yeah. That's in the top. Okay. So we end up over there, and we're drinking. We're having a good time. We're kind of by where the uh, the bathroom is. So I guess- Smells like boop. I guess this edition of it is bathroom stories. Great. Uh, <laughs> we did porta potty stories last <laughs> show. We're going to do fucking last bonus show. We're going to do- uh, yeah, the Casey's, bonus was for the Casey shitter stories, but this is not so. This is a good one. This is a good one. I know where you're going because I was there. Well, and go. We sadly had to witness it together, and uh, and this is what we had initially thought. So this guy, he goes uh, into the little hallway that they have set off to the side for the the restrooms. Yeah, the men's and women's and, is back down that. Yeah, hall. it's the 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 two doors, and then the door in the back for the employees. Uh, so and you're waiting in line, and then whatever door opens up, you walk into it and do your business. Well, normally uh, it's guy, men and men, women and women. Yeah, but yeah. we're there so often that I just go in whichever one opens up. Same. same. <laughs> I gave up. Oh, and this actually, this story, well, part of this story, I guess the second part of it kind of justifies, uh, like kind of the first time I used the women's restroom. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so we're um, you know, we're sitting there having a good time, but you know, the bathroom is right there within our sight, and we see somebody that's not an employee. Uh, go towards the employee door that's kind of at the end of the yeah, little Yeah, at the very coop. end of the hall Yeah, is a, the doorway to go to the back end of the bar. And, what and did, it's got like a keypad. And what did you tell me? You tell me, oh my God, I think this guy's trying to break in. Yeah, I think yeah. he's trying to bust yeah. the Yeah, well, because I didn't even notice. Him. I, knew, I saw him go back there and stand in line for the bathroom, but I thought he was just waiting in front of the women's bathroom door until I see our waitress, who's you know our regular waitress there. Shout out to Jen. Super sweet girl, amazing, super Jen awesome and, server. Yeah, Jen and Sharon Jen, are Sharon, the shit. The whole staff over there, Marky, you're all my people. But Jen is usually our waitress at our table because we don't go to the bar. Normally, she comes to our table. She takes our drink orders. We're too lazy to get up. She uh, she takes our drink order, turns around, sees this guy at the end of the hall. I guess she was not drunk, obviously working. Notices what he's doing and says like, "Hey, hey, hey." What the fuck are you doing? Oh, and I, wow. At that point, I looked down the hall and I'm like, oh, what's this guy doing? I'm and not doing I nothing. Didn't, I didn't put one and two, two and two together. And I th- assumed he is put, trying to guess the code because it's to a break keypad. In. Right, yeah. right, right, right. It's like a digital keypad to open the lock at the end of the door to get behind the bar. And I yeah. thought, oh, this guy's just drunk and he's pushing buttons. And I even looked at John and the table and Adrian and Sam and everybody else there. And I was like, Sam just kicked this guy out. Or just, Jen just kicked this guy out because I think he was trying to like guess the keypad. Like I was like, man, I maybe she's in a bad mood and she's just like short tempered and doesn't want to put up with anybody doing anything. Because normally I feel like if you're drunk and you're just pushing buttons on a keypad, they tell you to fucking knock it off. You knock yeah, it off yeah, and you yeah, move yeah. on, right? There's a so way, I was yeah. like, I feel like that was maybe above and beyond. I don't know. Maybe she knows this guy. So she goes, she fucking calls security over. Security grabs him and his friend up. She tells him, get the fuck out of here. She it, walks him out of the bar. It was she her reaction her. that yeah. started it all. It was over the top. That's what clued me to it. Right? I know. We're and like, I what looked, the fuck? And I could see down the hall and I told everybody, like, I reported back to them, like, I think this guy just, like, kind of got dickheadedly kicked out of here. She could have told him, fuck off. Instead, she threw him out of the whole place. It was only then that she came back and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. What did you guys want to order? And I go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. well, well, was that was guy? That? Yeah, was that guy trying to like break into the bar, the back door of the bar? And she goes, "No, he was fucking pissing in the back of the hallway on that door." And Witch. I was like, "Oh, okay." Witch. And then it uh, all came together, we and looked. I immediately was like, 
totally justified for you to throw him outside on scene. There like, was a fucking puddle. And there was then, a puddle. Yes. And then they opened that door, and only when they opened that door and the light shone on it, just from the right angle, could you see there was a giant fucking piss puddle. Yeah, it, when the light hit like, it, what a right? piece of fucking shit animal. <laughs> and so then Jen, Jen tells me that he's a pedicab driver downtown, and she recognizes him because she sees him in there and driving past this fucking bar all the time on his pedicab. And I'm well, like, how are you going to be a pedicab driver and shit? Or literally piss on the bartenders that are in your in the area of what you do. It shows the respect that you have for the like, place. Those are know? essentially it's your like, coworkers, okay. right? Yeah, I mean, the, like, hey, if come I'm on, a pedicab driver on. and I got to take a piss or a shit, I want to go into one of those bars and try to take a piss or a shit. I certainly don't want to piss them off. Yeah, or literally piss and that's on the place them you gotta, <laughs> in their floor yeah, at the back somebody, of their hallway. If somebody slips in Home Alone's on that thing, and then they land on their back, or oh, thank man. God Daniel Stern was in town the week prior. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know who did clean I it up. I put my Christmas ornaments up. You, 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 you know who you, who did clean it up? Uh, the lowest form of all humans. Who? <laughs> my favorite uh, love hate man, uh, Pinky Pinkman. Josh Clean Fowler Pinkman, the barbackest of all barbacks. Like a true goddamn hero, like though. Like a true hilo. Like he- a hilo. He- like a true hilo. Hey. He came out there and <laughs> fucking mopped was, that shit up. He, mop, mop, mop. Yeah. All day long. He was a hero. Mop, mop, mop while I sing the song. <laughs> Gonna mop the floor. He did. Gonna make it shine. It's a, Gonna he, clean up the pee-pee with turpentine. <laughs> Good job, Josh Fowler. We some, love you. Unsung hero. Did something that I could never do. Uh, I, that 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 would have been my my uh, my limit. I swear. I don't know. Okay, but it didn't even end there. This okay. No. So no, that was the early on. We're like, oh, that's crazy. And then you know, uh, and Pinkman is throwing down salt <laughs> and you know getting the the everything sorted out. And we're good to go. And we think everything's fine. I have to take a piss. And then this is where I use the women's restroom because I was I was next in line for right. the men's. Mm-hmm. Waited there 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a long poop. Nobody is coming out of well, there. Who poops in cases? So I give up. Don't poop in cases. Well, no, if you have to, do it. I mean, if but, you do, but oof, don't nobody want to sit yeah. on that toilet. So, I so, hope you're okay. hovering. I know. And they, yeah. don't, they don't even have like the little tissues that you can put down like as a... Oh, like, like the uh, the ass gasket? <laughs> no, the paper ass gasket. Yeah, because that's a joke. Yeah, they don't. Nobody needs that. It doesn't. You know work. what works just as well? Wipe it off with a paper towel. Yeah, it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't. It's a paper ass uh, gasket. So okay, so um, and I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Nothing. Nobody's coming out. Nothing is happening. So I say, fuck it. I'm gonna Fuck use it. the women. You know what is coming out? My urine. I'm yeah. going in this restroom. It's now or never, and I'm either gonna uh, like apply onto the puddle that's in the the <laughs> in the corner in the corner the petty or... cab puddle the petty puddle <laughs> as we're calling it yeah yeah petty puddle or, piece of shit. So and, and I almost sympathize with him now, but or I'm gonna go to the women's restroom. I end up going to the women's restroom and uh, you know doing my business. I come out after waiting ten or fifteen minutes for the men's. It probably took me another minute or two, and then. There was security in front of the men's restroom, and my uh, boy Corey. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so uh, something serious might be happening in there. Uh, I'm glad I did what I did. So yeah. I, you know, Shit, maybe Medea's family reunion is going then, down in there. Let then, me not get in the way. Yeah, and sit down and then just watch, just watch. Security's when out. You front. sat down. Did you put down a paper ass gasket or were you just <laughs> yeah. fucking free free assing it? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm rolling the fucking dice, bro, because there is no. Uh, there's no sea cask. The so and, I'm rolling you, in so, the pee. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> another song another uh, time. if we ever have Adele on we'll apologize <laughs> then uh, uh, okay. we have Adele so, on your computer's Adele wait, am I right it, it dude is, you're getting Adele no my bad it's an HP not your father's dad joke <laughs> uh, it is Adele <laughs> sorry my <laughs> computer is Adele you <laughs> Your computer you is Adele? It's you overweight win. and sings like a champ? <laughs> oh, shit. Stop. Well, just... <laughs> well, you know. Also, okay. it's British yeah. with poofy hair. So, we're, so, okay. so to get back to the story, that's where that's where we're headed. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm, we're watching this guy uh, just wait outside of the men's restroom. Uh, security, they're knocking on the door and they're saying, it, you know, if nobody responds, then we're going to have to use a key and unlock it. And uh, lo and behold, nobody answers. And they, uh, Jen, Jen was the one. Jen brought the key. Unlocks it. She probably got it from Pink. Uh, who pulled it out of a mop bucket because he's a dirty <laughs> asshole. <laughs> the same mop bucket that half my yeah, the, research the, is the, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, so, and the guy is. So they open the door. Passed out. And there's on a the floor. dude on the men's room floor. Yeah. On the floor? Hit. The floor. Yeah. Where 50% of the urine from that night wound up. And completely done with everything. How close was he to the toilet? Was he like head towards the toilet, feet towards the door? He- he- head or to- opposite? Head towards the toilet, oh. but under the rim. No. You know? You know was what there I mean? vomit anywhere? Did he puke or he just went to sleep? That's what I didn't see. I didn't see if there was like a and like here's my thing. damage done. So, okay. As a guy who might have passed out in a bathroom drunk before. It happens. Yeah, now this is and this is not not me as a guy I know, but a guy I know maybe once passed out a couple times in a bathroom. Telling this story for a friend, but yeah, telling <laughs> telling for a friend. I'm the friend. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but okay, I can I can half understand like you're so drunk. Okay, you can't stand to piss, so you sit to piss, or you got a shit, whatever it is. You sit on the toilet for whatever reason, right? And you're sitting on the toilet, pants down, so that you can go to the bathroom, whatever the bathroom yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no. while you're sitting, you pass out. Yes. I'll, fuck a friend. I've done that before. Oh, that's investigation type of shit right there. Because so, his head was towards the toilet. That's what I'm saying. Which makes me think he was vomiting. And his, and his pants were up. I mean, yeah, his pants yeah, were yeah. at his ankles. Because if clothed. that had been yeah, me and you clothed. caught me in there passed out, I would have either been pants down on the toilet or pants down falling off of the toilet with my feet under the toilet and my head away from the toilet because I fell off of the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which tells no. me this guy fucking no, at no point, he was either puking or he just was like, I'm going to cuddle up and lay down. On the fucking floor, head towards the piss puddle. Ooh. Ooh. What is going on? What is that thought process? Uh, It's not one. No, no. Okay, so. It's not one at all. That is a good uh, thinking process for for that. Uh, That's what I think happened. I mean, uh, several times I've been called Piss Columbo. (laughs) So, our security uh, uh, buddy. Corey. uh, You know, Corey. Shout out to Corey. Yeah. Yo, again, the whole staff, you know, does a phenomenal job at what they do. And uh, I hope. You know, mentioning their names or, you know, mentioning them in general, like, it doesn't speak to the establishment. The establishment is an amazing place, and the debauchery that goes on, like, otherwise is from their, I hope, if anything, us mentioning the randoms from us mentioning your name on our show is like your purple heart of cleaning up piss in that place. I I I hope we're not the ones that brought like 
It's like that guy. No, you we know didn't bring that. No, that guy was coming anyway. That guy was there five yeah. years ago. I don't want to be he that. He was there long before you even knew what Casey's was. Right. Yeah, exactly. Casey's that's, has been a degenerate spot for a long time, and that's why we fit right in. That's what Go I like to Casey's, to think. drink some good drinks, and pass out in the bathroom. When you unwind for your fucking birthday, you see piss in a corner and uh, somebody passes. You know what? Out. I but, got shit face for my birthday. I didn't either of the above. Winning exactly. That's, I peed in toilets and I slept in beds. That's it. That's how you do it. No ifs, ands, or buts. And uh, yeah, so our uh, our security Corey is drag it drags this guy out and he sits in front of Casey's, uh, kind of like with his head in between his knees. Uh, he's sitting upright, right? But, like waiting on an Uber or something. Or? Yeah, but like his head is in between his knees to where was. like he's he's like slouched over <laughs> and you know he's gonna be closest to the piss. Yeah, either he's gonna throw up again soon or <laughs> right, right, you know right. he's sleeping. Who knows? At least his and pants then, uh, were up though. That's a win. And I asked the other security guy. I was like, "Where are his friends? Where's the, are the people that like, this motherfucker ain't got no friends? He slept in a bathroom floor. <laughs> no, no. You know what he told me? He said." His, uh, two, his two friends are inside. They're too drunk. They're having a good time. They don't want to have to worry. And they wouldn't even come out and help they, this dude? They don't want to have to worry about this. Sad, bro. And you know what? I, I'll, I'll be fucking damned. It, like, uh, And I'll even call back to 125. Uh, <laughs> I threw up in a brown bag. It happened. It is what it is. Yeah. I felt shitty that day. Uh-huh. It came up on me fast. I tried mm-hmm. to take care of it as best as possible. Came out of you fast. And I... Here's the difference. Lightning, like, lightning strike me if... If people did not look out for me after the fact, I had well, messages. I had messages from you, yeah. from Adri, from uh, Jay, uh, Jason, Jay yeah, Will. Yeah, we were uh, all from, trying to yeah, help you. There, out. there was a plethora of people looking out for me. Yeah. How do you not look out for your boy? That's a if difference. He's out, if you, he's in the front of Casey's you dipped throwing out up and didn't give us a chance to help you. This guy had every opportunity to be helped. Nobody was helping him. That's the difference in his friends. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, his friends are inside having a good nah, old time." Fuck that. Those aren't your just, friends, bro. Oh. Yeah, get seriously. new friends. Get new friends. Uh, okay. Jump on to funny to informing. <laughs> we'll be your friends. We will be your friends. We're, we're we're a tight community. I'll at least sit right out front until your Uber comes and picks your drunk fucking piss soaked ass up. Yeah, we're we're, we're a tight. I don't community. judge. Yeah, we're a tight, uh, tight, tight community. Pissy motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Nick's the only one I feel bad for because with smash knees, <laughs> uh, we left Nick at the gas station. So sorry, Nick. If I'm you. Good, uh, bro. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, I'm, bro. I'm good. I'm fine. I got over. <laughs> I got that. No, that's fine. He's like, see you. That's, that's uh, my boy, Nick. Oh, man. We have the best listeners. We have the best friends of the shows. We have the best uh, community uh, contributors. You about Nick Mamma Mia? All of them. Everybody. We'll get Nick Mamma Mia to call in soon. We yeah. got our mixer almost up and running. Look, I'm expecting a lot of, like I said, more, much more interviews. And we'll definitely get some phone calls from Nick Mamma Mia, Dr. Phil. Like there some are of these so are lined up. We're going to get some the of these works. phone calls. There, there is a lot in the works. And uh, But until then, we have this interview with Sid from WWE, WWF, WCW fame. Sid ECW. Justice, all it doesn't even stop. Wrestling yeah. famous motherfucker. Uh, two-time world champion in uh, two different companies. And then Continental He wrestled champion. in WrestleMania 8, WrestleMania 13. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. We've got, we got to talk to the guy. And I wanted to send a special shout out to a bunch of the listeners that gave us questions in the group. Anthony. Uh, fuck. Ed gave us some good ones. Uh, there were so many guys. Uh, Carl gave us good ones. I'm trying to think of just off the top of my head oh, who gave yeah, us a yeah. bunch. Uh, Look, Rob, got, I yeah, think, was Rob good gave us good ones. It. 
Fucking your brother gave us good ones. Your dad gave us good ones. My Shout brother, out to Nick, everybody yeah. that that, that got dad, involved. Happy birthday that. too uh, to my dad. Uh, belated is at, it at this point? When was, was his birthday? Uh, What's the date? Twenty fifth, September twenty fifth. Yeah, motherfucker, so, Virgos unite. Okay. Just kidding, you're a Libra. You don't count. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Daddy Hanny. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, uh, a lot that we're working on. Um, we're just trying to handle please, it all. To be honest with you, yeah. Please be patient with us. Um, you know, uh, I don't want too many hecklers or uh, Mr. Heckles. I love Mr. Heckles. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a hint of uh, the next person that we have. If you can guess it off of that, I would be amazed. Good job. Uh, but uh, we hope you guys. Uh, enjoy this interview that we have with Sid, uh, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, uh, Psycho Sid, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Lord the, Humongous, of the- a.k.a. my penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get on to uh Let's to get that. to our interview. Thanks for joining us, guys. And here's Sid. Professional wrestler of multiple organizations, the WCW, WWF, uh, ECW, and then part of the WWE. WWE uh, has and, it changed over? And then his, and then he ha- he goes by a bunch of different surnames. Right, I've got his names as it began from his career. As Wikipedia listed them in order, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Sid. I've got you as Lord Humongous, Sid, Sid Justice, Sid Steel, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, and wrapping it up under Vicious Warrior. There you go. Awesome. Man. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, many monikers, uh, but I mean, this guy, you had, what, a 20, 30-year professional wrestling career. Thank you for joining us on our show here, man. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, uh, two-time WCW champion, two-time WWF champion, uh, and then a, a bunch of other belts, you know, in between. WrestleMania appearances. This guy's been in the ring with every name you can imagine from everything through the 80s, 90s, into the 2000s. Yeah, so uh, to, to get it started, kind of, with all those names that you have, which name um, to you, like, which name do you like the most? You know, I, I always go, I really enjoyed the Sid Vicious. It, it wasn't... Uh, was it original but i I preferred it it's just it it fit my character and the the wearing the black and all that i i I liked it the best 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I like um, that as well. I feel like that fits you pretty well. Sid Vicious, that was a, that was a great name. I, I like that. That was a great name. Great choice for you. Great choice for uh, Johnny Lydon <laughs> of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so um, when like I want to try to figure out where, uh, what really inspired you to um, become a professional wrestler because this is what I know about you initially is that you're from Washington State. You were born on a military base, and your dad was in the military. Um, and like, was it your father's, uh, you know, uh, the one that inspired you to become a professional wrestler or through other means? Oh yeah. How did you get into wrestling to start? This is funny guys. Very few people know about me being born on a military base and, uh, my father in the military. Ah, so I, yeah. give you, I give you kudos to knowing that <laughs> I was born in Washington state, but I only was there for a short time. Then we moved right back here where I live right now in Arkansas. But uh, what really got me into wrestling is um, I met Randy Savage and Hillbilly Jim and Tracy Smothers and uh, some other guys in the gym one time, and uh, they taught me in getting wrestling. They they introduced me to Tojo Yamamoto, which was a, a pretty you know stable um, character there in the Memphis territory. Yeah, and he's the one that ran the wrestling school at least at the time when I was there, and he taught me and. That's the, that's how I got started. So, so did you have an inspiration of it, uh, like you know, or a favorite wrestler before you had started? You know, I never watched wrestling before I got into it. Really? Wow. Okay. So it's funny you bring up Tojo. I was definitely going to ask about him. So he was a uh, he was wrestling. I guess I didn't realize he was in the what what league was that in with the in the Memphis? Is that where uh, where Jerry Lawler wrestled wrestled back <laughs> well, in the they, day? Well? You know, they, they called it several different things: Memphis Championship Wrestling. USWA, I believe. Um, I don't know why they changed names, but they had a couple different names. But it was, you know, called the. Everybody really thought of it as, I think they called it the Memphis Territory. Okay, and that's and you just happened to meet what Randy Savage, and then they enter at a gym, and they introduced you to Tojo, and Tojo kind of took you under his wing and and showed you some moves and kind of. Well, put me through wrestling. You know, he you know he taught me everything I know and. What happens is just like everybody in that era, and I think I guess everybody is or doing a, a, this pretty much the same thing, just in different locations. You know, you go to a wrestling school. In in my era, you know, you weren't smartened up. I didn't get smartened up until uh, really my second match, my first match. I wasn't even. They didn't tell me it, it was a work. Right uh, now, they now you know it before you go into the wrestling school. But um, you go through wrestling school, you know. You either make it or you don't get through the, the hard training. And, and then um, then it goes through different different um, you know uh, ways. Like, first, you first you got to make it through the physical side of things. And they really push you to see if, uh, if you can make it or not. Uh, and then you got to be able to have something they see and go, wow, this guy can be good for us. Yeah, something and, unique, yeah. Right, unique. So it's Personality. Really, it's a tough deal to, you know, one – when I went to the wrestling school and it was, you know, we had, you know, pretty good numbers back in those days. And then I would, you know, drop in other wrestling schools, you know, that, that people would let me, you know, come in and work with them. And really, of all the wrestling schools I went to, and it's, it wasn't a million, but I was the only one I know that really made it, you know, really made it, made it. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. okay. So, uh, like, in, in those schools, what do they try to tend to focus on the most or, like, maybe teach the beginning wrestlers? Like, what's, what what comes first? Well, the first really is, is uh, it's really the calisthenics, you know. 
uh, then it's it's like how to really feel comfortable with you know the simple things like how to lock up, you know, and then go from the lock up and you just you know practice practice the basics and then you go from a head you know lock up to a headlock, you know, um, and then say a you know wrist lock and, and reverse that and then. And you start learning how to take bumps. I was going to say taking bumps has got to come pretty, probably pretty early, huh? Well, yeah. I would say, really, I guess the you know the bumps come first because that's the, when I said physical side. That's what I meant by that. Right. You do all the physical things. You t- that's the thing is you just you really do take just hundreds and hundreds of bumps. I can know? imagine. Well, yeah, you have to like it, it. It is a skill to actually know how to fall correctly. You know, without well, hurting yourself. This is the thing, too. Everybody like had their own way. Say. To take it a bump, and I'll give you an example. Um, I could watch matches. It's weird, you know. Like Tojo taught us, like when we took, say, a, a slam or anything that we were to land, instead of with both feet, say, you know, like some people they'll put them both out straight and land them flat. We we were taught to land to your, your side a little bit. Take your right, you know, pull your left leg in, put your right leg over your left leg, and put the toe down put your left arm down, let it be the thing that sort of hit the mat first, and you'll absorb the shock a little bit. And also, yeah. by doing that, you're already on the way up. You're already in a position to get back up for the next spot. Gotcha. Yeah, so hop right now, up. I, I don't believe Ric Flair was trained by Tojo, but if you, I, he's one of the few people you, you can notice and go, he, he bumps like that. You know, okay. He, he knows, yeah. Do it again. So, okay. and then you'll notice some guys, and I, I really, you know, I don't really can't name someone right now, maybe you two, um, would take, you know, the, the flat, you know, the, the feet flat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, feet flat well, on the floor, and then, yeah, you want to, like, hit your back and your arms at the same time so you're spreading out the contact surface and definitely keep your head off the mat. That's the biggest key, I can imagine. That's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, oh, and uh, it does, I, and if you don't have to answer this, if you don't want to, or anything that we say, if you're not comfortable with, just let us know, you know, don't hesitate, um, but we did, uh, from our listeners, say, um, they had were telling us, oh, you gotta, you gotta try to see if you can uh, figure out what happened with that, uh, the leg break that he had, you know, that big, that big, uh, notorious bone break that, um, from, you know, when you were jumping off of the top rope. Well, that doesn't have to deal with taking bumps, but yeah, that was definitely... A, a well, major part of his career. It was just. It was. It was. Um. It was something. You know. I would. I'd never done a. You know. A, a high knee off the ropes like that before. I was asked to do it. Uh, I, I. I told them I wasn't comfortable doing. They. They sort of pushed the issue. I did it. Then the rest, everyone knows. Oh, okay. See, so that, that's how it was explained to me. Was that it was kind of pressured upon you by the upper the the big wigs and, and you know at at that. At, I won't, you know, at wherever you were, WCW, WWE at the time, and because they they were looking for more of the high flying top rope stuff, and obviously you being billed at six nine three hundred seventeen pounds, were you know brought them some logic really, and said, what "Listen, it was is this you know, the, the person asked me to do it, Johnny Lawrence, which is I'm not trying to be a jerk to him or anything. But he is a total dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, and man. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being nice about. It. I'm not trying. That's to cool, be, man. Not, be candid not, as, not, as you want to be. Shut up when I'm talking. Uh, yes, sir. I, no, and what I'm saying, I'm not really being mean to him or nothing. He wasn't a bad person or anything, but he he really is not real smart for the business. Uh, and I, and that's not being mean or vindictive or anything. Yeah. But, uh, no, this is his. You know, this is what happens when people are stupid like that. He, he's thinking, and he said this. He goes, you know, of course, he's in a position where 
that we know the company's for sale, and he's just he's in the position of I guess they got rid of Eric again. Um, I'm just assuming this, and he was taking the position of like being the booker or you know whatever like that. And he's thinking this is my big chance, and this is how dumb he was. He really thought that doing that from the rope like that, other than just bringing up a high, you know, leg, which Scott Steiner took the best, you know, running into someone boot better than anyone I think in the business. He thought that trying something new like that would make him look good at his job. No, see that? Uh, no, that's foolish because you have the that's guy what who's I'm saying. So that's how dumb it was. Yeah, the but the the. I, you know, I asked not to do it. They said he said, "Okay, well, it's already in the truck. It'll be a you know, blah blah blah." And so, really, it was stupid for him. And um, everything that happened to me was you know, his fault. You, yeah, you but have again, you have. Said, let's, move, let's move on, Max. I don't want. Yeah, no problem. Buddy. I don't like talking about stupid people. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like it's uh, it seems like a waste of your talent because you're considered well, the king, no, the is. king of promos. The thing is, to be who I who I am in this business, and even today, I, I'm probably bigger than the star some of the stars today that's just because what a long run i had but to, you know compare me to someone like johnny laurenitis is a fucking insult so yeah. let's move on to something else okay Agreed. yeah yeah so like um and you are considered um you know the king of promos and uh you know you you do a great job with your microphone work and uh you know is that well, so- me, not to be a you know, again, a, a jackass. I don't need you to tell me that stupid. Let's go to something else. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I. <no. laughs> yeah, that's just. I mean, when when we put it out to our listeners, that was one of the things they mentioned. You know, this guy's king of promos. Like, you know, ask well, him let, about let his mic skills. Why, guys, because I worked real hard at it. You know, you good man. Get good at that. Wake up and be good at that. Uh, which I sort of did. You study at it. You know what I did? I did a lot of reading. I always had you know several different books that I was pulling different you know types of material from. I had different characters within my character that I looked for, like Johnny Cash. Believe it or not, characters like, you know, uh, scary characters like Hannibal Lecter, The Exorcist, some of the things in Exorcist 2. Awesome. Uh, that's where I got some of my cool stuff. When I came to do my promos, I had everything, you know, I had stuff there. So they go, someone would say, hey, we need to talk about this. I looked at the book, I had it highlighted. Hey, there's something good right there. And I'd snap it out. Okay. And I'm, you, I'm not, just to give you an idea, this is, I'm not, toot my own horn here but when we got into the interview rooms guys there was no one better than me i mean as far as getting it done the first time and then if you we were say working against each other like uh and this is just sort of funny you know like some people took a serious word like sean and kevin and scott they would come down to see what i was saying about them and even if i went first they couldn't beat me and so if i got a chance to go second i always beat them and i give an example and I, and I like these guys. There's nothing about it, but everything's a competition. <laughs> yeah. The, interview, the interviews is where I beat everybody. Then getting over, I beat people at that too. But um, like uh, we were doing an interview, and I already knew I was going to be last, and I was an opportunist, and when things, it came to things like that. So I knew I was going to beat Sean for the belt too. And so Sean said his little skit, and then I said, Sean, let's be serious for a minute. This is a big man sport, and you're a little guy, you know? <laughs> so I you know, I said, I'm going to win this because of that. And so I will forget what else I said, but that's how you become. And that's why there's a difference in, in you know, people's interviews back then, because we got to do our own deal. And I've said this in other interviews and podcasts I did. That would be like lining me up and, and like putting you guys next to me or, or somebody in the business and go, okay, we want you guys to run to the same spot and stop at the same spot 
and then let's see who gets over. Well, that's not how it works. You go, you guys run, and who can run the fastest, or who can jump the highest, or you right. know, who can talk, who can talk the coolest, or you know, who's the biggest, or who's the fastest, and can put all that together in a package, you know, you know, or whose package you know stands out the best. That's they that's, don't let that happen anymore, and that's how I got over and stayed over for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a competitive mentality, but uh, it works. You so know? yeah, well, so you I- have to work at it too. You don't like those guys. You, I, I can say almost all they go in just with the same stuff all the time, you know, um, and the same matches all the time. Now the great, you know, the, the great workers and the great hard workers in this business, like Sean and Vader and uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, you know, they had something they could change it every night and uh, put a name in there too. Right. People will, would think I'm crazy is someone like Bobby Eaton, who was a really great worker, not a great talker, but a great worker. You know, there was a lot of great workers like that. Well, yeah, because not, not many people can adapt to a bunch of different characters like how you can, you know, so you can jump into, you know, something different or if, if you're throwing a curveball, you can adjust to it, you know. So um, what matcher, um, what wrestler uh, was your, you feel like your biggest moment? Well, I, I, I think, and I've said this with another podcast, and we're going to talk about it in my book. We, we actually wrote some of it tonight, me and the writer uh, I, that's helping me, Barry Norman, um, is uh, Vader. Um, he was a really, he was a workhorse. He, he made me look like a million dollars. It just so happened uh, he put me in a spot, and I won't go into it depth to you guys because I don't have time. I'm trying to watch this uh, country music uh, documentary. Yeah. Uh, so but this is what it was. Is I had been what, real quick. I was on the whipping post because I left the WWF and came back. Uh, pretty much on my knees looking for a job and, and I had to do I had to sort of conform to the man you know being Vince McMahon and then I worked real hard guys and worked myself off that whip post to where I forced that company to put me back on top and not just put me on top and make me the champ and, and I did things that no one had done in the business before you know and I, I put that company to a point where they people weren't getting paid do you know that, that for years people weren't getting paid working for that company which one was that the the WWF. WWF. Yeah, really? McMahon. Yeah, he mentioned McMahon. Yeah, that's. Did, did y'all ever know that? I had no, no. I would never have guessed that. Everybody, you know, I mean, as, okay. as lay people, okay. we well, see you guys I'm, on TV I'm, and we figure you guys are just all to, you no, know. Guys, it was bad there, and I won't go into it. But there, people weren't getting paid sometimes for a month or so at a time. All right, so. Wow, short, I, short contracts. When I came back there, they not only started getting paid, they started getting paid well, and things changed. Like people were getting guaranteed contracts because when I came back uh, and, and took the, you know, got to the belt where I got the title, and that whole deal was that wasn't supposed to be me. That was supposed to be Vader in that spot. But me, me coming back right before that and working with Vader, and that's why I put Vader is the most important person that I worked in the business because he works really hard. He let me get over it. He got me over and let me be the person I was. And that sort of forced Vince to let me be in a spot he didn't really want me in. Yeah, that's beautiful. So yeah, so so he yeah, helped so you by putting had, pressure on I, Vince. And guys, I did that by working harder than anyone else, having better interviews than anyone else, standing out better than anyone else, and running faster and far, past further past the point than anyone else. And yeah. that's how that well, um, well, so, and that's and that's pretty that's what we heard from our listeners as well. I heard both, not just that you were great promos, but that you were a hard ass worker and that you were the king of the second rope is how it was worded to me. Right. This is the thing is nobody worked harder than I did. So let's go to the next question. 
No, no worries. Okay, man. well, I was going to ask you um, the main difference uh, to you or which one you liked or uh, preferred uh, the, like, among the organizations between D- uh, WCW, ECW, and WWF. Like, which one did you enjoy being at the most or which one? Um, what yeah, was do the you main, have a best was, or worst there? Like, what was the main difference between well, them, too? Well, the, 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 the company to work for that was the most fun and the most profitable was WCW, and it wasn't even close. Um, oh, wow. it was like, it was like working for, you know, working for Ted Turner's like would be working for Warren Buffett. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's, it's a great company. They treat you like a human being. Uh, you oh, know, wow. they seem to act like they That's care big. about your family and the, the other company guys, it, again, you know, people weren't getting paid there. There wasn't money. It was more like a carnival. And so, um, That's wild. Now, you didn't, now, you didn't read now, that when you watched it on TV. The thing is. But now, when the business was good, when I was there at Sid Justice, I got paid really well. And then when I helped turn the business around, I got paid really well, too. But only one-fourth of what I made at WCW. And then, again, it was a it was a hard way to make a living. But it, the, the cool thing about it was this, is that when you're on top and you, you were responsible for seeing, you know, indoor attendance records and, you know, arenas that had over 70,000 people in it, you know, then that also made it worth being there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. The, the, the right. screaming, so, pe- screaming fans. Know we, you know, and again, I think we all went through that experience. You know, uh, we, everybody worked for the, you know, both companies. And, and uh, but again, I wouldn't trade any moment for either company. I, I liked everything I did, and I and I I wouldn't have changed anything. Cool. Well, and did you enjoy being a heel or a hero more? And what, what? I enjoyed being a hill. It was just, you know, to me that was fun. Um, and two hills were, you know, pretty much pointed to be the one who could lead the match and be responsible for the, you know, the outcome if it would be good or bad. And um, I just like that. I like responsibility like that. Right. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, we don't want to take up too much uh, yeah, more of couple, your time. A couple listener questions. Let's do a couple yeah, more. we have. Yeah, we, no we worries. Have, yeah, we have some listeners. Uh, come back another time. Yeah, no oh, problem. Oh, man. we would love we'll, that. We we'll get man. you right back to your docs. Um, yeah, we so we have uh, some questions from our listeners, um, like we were mentioning earlier. So we wanted to try to hit a few of those. Um, you know, throw maybe like three at you or or so. Um, but uh, okay, so uh, you also have a podcast, don't you? Right. You uh, it, yeah okay so as well, far yeah, as I before know before we it, wrap up let's definitely get that out there and we're gonna we're gonna definitely get some more links and share them in our group but, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah what tell us about your podcast a little bit Sid well it's called the vicious circle uh, me and a friend of mine Barry Norman uh, we started talking about we're writing a book called uh, poetry in the sand and um, we thought about a way to help promote it and we started let's start a podcast so we got in contact with a guy named Steve Joyner got me hooked up with a guy named rod bellamy who's helped me produce it and he actually came from chatham canada down here uh his little company is called movie madhouse uh you don't have to it's on my phone that we're talking on right now i can't pull it up our ours is called vicious circle i think you can find it off itunes but i pulled it up myself you pull a vicious circle and it'll a couple things up it's something to deal with a woman and, and then it's it's our thing it'll take yeah you know, yeah the, the this episode. is it's it's pretty. You pull up on Google. Yeah, when I, no worries. When I, we'll, we'll find it and share I, it with our yeah, listeners. When I did my when I did my did, when I did my research, what was important Shut was. Up! 
Oh, sorry. I was just telling him. <laughs> I was, was going to tell them because if you. That, 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 that came off of uh, you know, Cheech and Chong uh, album I listened to as a kid. First time I ever got high. Um, Big Bamboo. Remember, it was a, it was Sister Monica or Sisters. It was like the class was getting you know louder and louder. She class, <laughs> class. <laughs> I love it. And then she'd go, "Thank you." you know? Well, she was, at least she was polite at the end. When psycho, yeah, you, you remember? Did y'all, did y'all ever hear that? Yeah, I I loved all the old Cheech and Chong albums. I have Big Bamboo on 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 vinyl. Yeah, you're- you're pretty cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sid. But uh, but no. So uh, what was uh, what was the question? Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. Because I was just going to mention if you type in the Vicious Circle podcast. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah, it, type in. Then it's easier to find. Is, we're doing it to help promote this book, and then I've talked to like Stevie Ray today about his, and just finding you know, finding this really fun. It's a good way to communicate and find out things about the business, and you know, you know, educate. That's what we really not that we're smarter than everybody else me and barry but we are <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah so, we experience and you have now. the experience and i do have, and i know this business guys and i'm not going to go into it but when you're as successful as i've been and, and meaning not just being me but the characters i've created in this business and the talent i help you know be something in this business i'm batting right at a thousand i don't think many people can say that you know the time i worked in the office in wcw the things i created there and things like that but we're going to put that in the book as well beautiful nice um the thing is also about podcast guys is i want people to know the truth about things and that's what we want to do too like y'all's is unedited we're doing the same thing it's just raw yeah we we want it to be raw we want it to be open and be honest and if i I want to be honest about things and if i if i don't know it i'm going to say hey guys i don't know this um but this is what you know if we're like talking about a topic then it'd be worth me saying this is what I think happened. Right. But if I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't know it. I'm not going to say a story I don't know anything about. Like I heard this one guy, and I knew the true story of it. And actually, he was in the wrong country with the story. So, you know, we also <laughs> want to do that. And then we're going to do things we were talking about today. We're going to have a we're gonna have a couple of different characters. We're going to have a guy come on like Dr. Evil. We're going to call him Steve Evil. Okay. And oh, we're, nice. We're, we're thinking about this, you know, and then say, I've got... You know, two, myself, I've got two personalities. One is me is the nice, you know, the considerate Sid, you know, trying to learn to be considerate and be a better person. <laughs> now, yeah. it is, this is sort of a true story. I started going to church a couple years ago, and, I, and Barry Norman, who's a big, real big influence in my life, he's, um, you know, he's Democratic, which I've never voted. Uh, he's Jewish, and he's real, you know, real smart and a real caring human being, which I've always just only cared about myself. And I'm, you know, starting to be a, you know, a person who cares in this and understand other people's rights and stuff. And so I'm working really hard to be a better person, but every once in a while, the old Sid pops out, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. like, actually me and internet Sid are actually argued, you know, sometimes, you know, no, don't worry about it. That's, nah, that's, that's like fine. Are you with so yourself? What we're, is, we're, we're just trying to create something fun to listen to. Like I was talking to Steve, and he said that's what he does with his. You know, just you know, talk about stuff, and then and then what he says, he finds out the fans really want to know the inside stories. And I'll give you one that me and Stevie experienced. We were a big part of that Shockmaster uh, fiasco, where you know uh, Fred Ottman fell through the wall with you guys remember that oh yeah 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 okay yeah okay well stevie said he said this on a podcast recently 
if you'll listen to that, what happened earlier that day, they were doing a rehearsal. And he, um, Fred's got the hood on or didn't have the hood on. They're making the wall where it's easily to go through. Well, I noticed on the floor there was a two-by-four stud. And I just knew a little bit about construction. I've done a little construction as a kid. I said, you know, maybe they should notch that, that stud up because Fred's going to have that um, hood on. He's not going to be able to see the floor, and he might trip. You called said, it. Don't. I called it, right? So, oh. And, and so you, if Stevie reminded me today of this, and I thought this was true, and it is. If you turn up the volume real hard, you can hear the audio. You can hear me say, Hey, I told you so. <laughs> so Perfect. That's the thing is that's that's really part of folklore, uh, uh, hero. I mean, not hero. Folklore, uh, folklore stuff where people. That's that's never. That's like the biggest, craziest thing that ever happened. You know. Well, that's I, beautiful. I, yeah, and that's I, what people want to hear is the behind well, the scenes. That, that's some two guys in this business, and a lot of people have done this too. I'm not the one who's done this, but I've called a lot of things. Like I, I called it when I said when um, when the whole wrestling business got to that deal where they went through the NWO and um, they did the DX thing and how yeah. they did that yeah. real real quick was when you what they actually did guys they pretend that another existing territory came in and was battling that existing territory that was already there right and when you do that you have great success but when the the fuse sort of fizzle out. You're left with no no heels, and that's what the business has to have, ah. and that's what, that's why WCW fell and went and sold out for the most part, and that's why the WWE now is the WWE because they they once the once they started falling, and I called this, I said they'd never be able to stop the fall, and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, wow, wow. prophetic man. I mean, I, I had no it, idea. I didn't realize as a guy on the outside that that's what took it down was. The losing the I, heels. This is what I and why I say this is this. You usually want to see uh, an example to where you think that what you're saying is right. And so when I was working with the WWF, and every once in a while I'd have a day off um, after Monday nights, we'd have a, you know we'd take like maybe Tuesday and Wednesdays off. So I would work Louisville sometimes for Lawler. Um, okay. You know, oh yeah. And so. Lawler and them had run the same deal. This was years before, you know, many years before the NWO thing. What Lawler's territory did, it was actually Jarrett's territory. Jerry Jarrett and, um, oh, um, um, what's the guy's name from Knoxville? Jim Cornette, Smoky Mountain. Oh, they yeah. Did, <laughs> they, did, they did the same thing. And I was there. And I remember Billy Jack Kings was the hill there. And I, because I'd come in and just work with anybody, just to have just to be on the card. And, and I really noticed, and I, not that I like Billy Jack or not, but he really did have some heat as a heel there. And it's hard. That was a, it was already a territory struggling. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, so, but he was actually they were they were doing okay. They were you know making it all right. And then you know with the help of um, people like me and Vince would bring people in. They were doing okay. So anyway. They did that same angle that the NWO did with the, the Smoky Mountain territory, and they did. And it was it was really it astonished me how well they did. They really drew some money with that thing. Now the thing about them, however, 
they couldn't do like the NWO or the DX thing and stay there because they had to go back and, and run their territories. Okay. So they, did, so they did it for just a short couple weeks or so, okay? All right, shortly. But, but this was this was, this was the consequences. Was after, and I was there every, every Tuesday going to Louisville. I saw where Billy Jack Haynes had no heat. I mean, had great heat. And then during that that little you know uplifting thing of that that view, he really got they turned the the the, the, the angle yeah turned turned cool, the baby face it cooled off and then, and then the next week I come back in there, Billy Jack didn't have any heat at all, and within I think a month after that, both territories shut down. It's crazy how, how quick the storylines turn, and then if the territory shut down based off that, that's that's yeah, crazy. Well, and so what that's saying, guys, what I'm saying is that's a pretty good indicator that when you pretend that you know, first of all, that's what NWO was, and that's what DX did. They pretend to come to the buildings and try to get their guys back, right? You know, right. So, and then I think again, that's what I think happened. That's why it happened, and that's how it happened. Yeah, it's um like with like heels like it seems like nowadays everybody just wants to be the champion. They just want to rise to the top and they feel like that they're the ones that deserve it the most and nobody wants to be, you know, the the one that has to the guy that gets the, booed. Yeah, yeah. But the, that's the guy that's pushing the story. Exactly. That's I, I, the thing, guys. The heel to me is the most um romantic yeah. part of the of the two. Meaning that we get, you know, it's so, you know, you know, the easiest thing to do, the, the greatest achievement in the world is get the people to cheer, right? Right. Well, yeah. But you don't get a bigger achievement or a bigger cheer is when the heel does the job. You're right. Right, right. They it's, cheer harder right, because okay, of what so the heels provide. That's how easy, it, the guys, that's how easy it can be. And I I think I did more that's like jobs a formula. than anybody. I, I did jobs when they didn't ask me to because I didn't want to leave the town with a, you know, a match with a bad finish. I actually got fined for doing jobs sometimes, but that's wow. how it should be done. And they should, they gotta have heels, and the heels can't be afraid to do jobs. That the heel could do the job, but to my 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 opinion, it's hard for the babyface to do the job because you know once they do the job, you know it's hard for them to get back over. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on to like we have like yeah, we'll three like up, three listener questions, and then um and then we'll just uh, and then we'll let you get back to yeah, your well, Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds amazing, and I'm gonna check it out based on your review. Thank you for that, by the way. Sid. Yeah, yeah. So let's hit uh, some of the listener questions. What, what do you, uh, Sid? What was your? Did you have a specific finisher or person's move you hated taking the most? What was the? What was your least favorite move to have to 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 take? Like finisher move. Power bomb, suplex, DDT. Yeah, I can't uh, ever think of a fishing move. I'll tell you a move I refused to do. Okay. Was uh, we were in WWF and they asked me to. It was a some type of mixed tag where I don't know how it was, who it was, but I know the Road Warriors ran it, and they wanted me to get on someone's shoulder. They wanted one of the Road Warriors to close on me off the guy's shoulder, and I said no. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Another another high gonna, high move. Yeah. That's just stupid, man. I mean, I'm not. That's a that's a. To me, that looks like a good way for me to break my neck. Hey, see, I'm, right? I'm telling you, yeah, you don't need all that high shit, man. You're you're a big no, ass guy. Right. You don't need to. Why add momentum to that? Well, and uh, well, did you? Was there any storylines you refused? Uh, no. Um, I did. 
it was just for principle. I refused to take Kevin Nash's power bomb for <laughs> match, and it wasn't anything against Kevin. It was just against Vince. No, oh, yeah, because I'm sure Kevin you know, Nash is a safe wrestler. Huh? Is he? Is Kevin, Kevin knows what he's doing. Right? Kevin's a safe wrestler. No, for the I, most yeah. part. No, I took uh, actually, I took Kevin's power bomb in WCW as a just as a heat spot one time. It, it, I, I wasn't afraid of taking the bump, and Kevin did it real well. I just didn't. I wasn't gonna. You know, I was taking a lot of shit for yeah. Vince, but I wasn't going to take that much shit. Yeah, well, and it was the thing that you yeah you didn't want to do it for Vince. You'd you'd have done it in the you did it in the WCW. So I, I guess with what you with what you said as far as not getting paid in the in the WWE WWF with Vince, I would assume that you 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 appreciated your time more so with the WCW for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Right, okay. Right. okay, yeah. Even as a viewer, I feel like I enjoyed WCW in the late '90s and uh, you know mid to late '90s more. Uh, than the WWF. Uh, okay, so uh, we got another we, listener uh, la- question. Yeah, last question, man. Uh, how did? What did you think about? Did you enjoy your time shooting? Um, um, with the the movie with David Arquette. Yeah, I did. It actually was fun. You know, of course, we were in California, and I got to bring my oldest son out to it. Of course, he's the one that was on Big Brother. Uh, I was going to say, is that oh, Frank? Frank? Yeah, yeah. He, he had. That's actually what sort of started his acting bug. And oh wow! We had a lot of fun. Went out, you know, stayed on the set for a few days, and um, he got to do some traveling with me. Like when I would do promotional stuff, he got to ride the limos and all that. But no, that was fun because of that. And then being in California, working out at Gold's Gym every morning at six in the morning, being on the beach and. It was it was a fun deal. The movie itself it wasn't so much of a fun to be in the movie. Big movies are not a lot of fun because there's just a lot of stand around, a lot of retakes, work, re- a lot of retakes and stuff like that. Yeah. But the cool stuff is, you know, they brought a gym on site for us. They had the best food. That, they had someone cooking for you all day. So, and you know, it, yeah. it was it was it was fun for sure. That's cool, man. That's cool. And you like working with David Arquette? David Arquette, you know, he was. You know, I, I tell you, I had more fun. You know. uh, actually talking and hanging out with uh, Oliver Platt, not Oliver Platt, Martin Landau. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, did, was it rough yeah. to lose to Martin Landau? I watched that. I was just watching that last night, and I was like, oh, man, Martin Landau took this guy out. No. That had to be rough for him to, to swallow. Martin Landau that night. What oh, really? Was he, yeah, he was drunk. Oh, beautiful. And him, and my, him and my son had been drinking all night uh, rum and coffee, and um, <laughs> there's <laughs> that spot where you know, he's spin me around and throw me into the wall. Yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't really get the speed up. So I told the director, I said, yeah, man, just uh, listen, I'll do the running myself. Tell him just to let me go, and I'll go into the wall and then fall down. Well, when he released me, he spun around the room like the top and fell down and uh, <laughs> cut his arm all up. Damn. <laughs> wow. killed him. Jeez, that's wild, man. man. That's wild. And and now you have that in your books. You know, you did that scene with a, an acting legend. So and that was cool, right, man. Yeah. It was cool to watch. To me, that was that was the maybe the coolest thing about the whole thing. Oh yeah, awesome. awesome. All right, so we uh we'll we'll let you go. Yeah, we'll um, let you get back to I your just documentary. Wanted, uh, just to reiterate one more time, the Vicious Circle podcast. Look it up on iTunes, Spotify. It's on most of your platforms, Google Podcast, all of that. Um, yeah, Sid. Uh, hopefully we talk again in the future. And I would yeah. Like- I- I want to, you know, I want to do these shows as often as I can. I'd sit here and do a little longer, but guys, what I really feel like is this, and it's sort of working for mine, is that, you know, some, and I know that, you know, down the road we have to do these things for an hour or maybe two, you know, two shows a week or something. If, you know, if, if, you know, podcasting is changing. Yeah. Audience, oh yeah. You know, it gets easier. So, so we'll have. So, but I like doing them about twenty-five, thirty minutes. 
Now, it would have been fun if we would have had a, a real call in or something and we could have made jokes with them or something like that or just ask them a simple question. What I'm trying to do is also, like we talked about, is to, I'm going to talk about this Ken Burns thing, you know, my next one. You know, f- find some crossover Oh, audience. that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Do yeah, you, um, talk so about I'm different gonna, things, I not just wrestling. You guys on sometime. No, absolutely. We do. We would love to, to dude. You're an inter- super interesting guy, and uh, your personality comes through on the phone like a champ. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can call your show anytime, and uh, you can like yell at us. We can be absolutely, like, man. Like two I'll, trolls. I'll and then, be a heel. Yeah, a heel. <laughs> okay, we'll okay. Well, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll we'll hook up and do that, and I'll get you guys going <laughs> as well. Beautiful. I, we appreciate it. Thank you for your time, Sid. Enjoy your Ken Burns doc, and I know you're on the the men from being sick. I hope you feel better soon. Thanks again. Have a good Thank one. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on your show. Anytime, Appreciate buddy. that, man. Later, bud. Later. And that was a quick talk boop, boop, with Sid boop. Vicious. That was actually a, quite a little bit that of That was a talk. awesome. Yeah, man. I was kind of discouraged in the beginning when he told me, shut up. But then I just moved on. That was, he was I trying to be he was funny. Kidding, right? Yeah. Well, he, the first time, I felt, I felt very intimidated because <laughs> it was just immediately like, uh, <laughs> shut up when I'm talking, boy. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So I think he was trying to do that sure. joke in the beginning. I, I think he was trying to do that joke in the beginning. Okay. Oh, like, to get it uh, get it out of the way. And then because then later when he yelled "shut up" at you, I was like, "Oh, John's getting yeah. it now." And but then, then he, he went back window. and was like, "It's a joke, <laughs> Cheech and Chong." And I'm like, "Cool, man." And then I said, "Cheech and Chong, I have it on vinyl." And he was like, "You're a cool dude." And I was like, "Enough said, motherfucker." Yeah. Look, we can stop Plus, the interview you're now. You're in Arkansas, so I don't think you're gonna fly here to beat my ass. If you are, I won't give you my. I address. swear. If like you when, are, I live where John lives. Because you know, he. <laughs> <laughs> he referenced the Cheech and Chong thing. Right? And I was like, okay, dude was like, so that's cool, cool, man. What a like cool, laid back, like country motherfucker, bro. Like we didn't get to get into as much as I wanted to, for sure. Obviously, oh, there was so much. Because when we started, much. he immediately before before obviously prior to what you're hearing us talk about now, before, prior to our interview, there was a little piece where you know when we prepped him for the call and we told him what to expect and we told him he could cuss and say whatever he wanted, and he was like, cool, let's just get right into it, guys, because I'm watching this See? documentary by Ken Burns and it's on <laughs> country music. You guys, yeah. music guys, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, country and folk music, and, and I'm like, oh yeah. I was, I was gonna tell you too because um, I was thinking about joking with him, and I decided not to. <laughs> yeah, because it was in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have made more jokes too, I but know. he scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I, and I was like, down, I will man. just shut up when he talks. I will shut up, and I will try to find an end. No, broke. fucking amazing guy. Um, no, yeah, that I, was great. So, but this is what I was gonna do. The first time I heard him curse, I was gonna tell him, hey, Sid. We don't do that on this show, you know. You no, gotta, that might you shut gotta... him down. That might shut him no, down, though. No, no, I did not. Yeah, no, and don't make that joke him. because before we even recorded, I told him, "Don't worry, just cuss, just say whatever you want, talk like it's me and, then and that's, you." Yeah, and then he did, and it was that, great. I'm glad I decided. And not he told to some do good that. stories too, man. Like he, 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 oh, he, he. Look, he answered the stuff that that I thought he might not answer. Uh, the one thing we talked about his 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 injury. Um, I thought I had heard maybe don't talk about his injury but i was like fuck it i got to talk about his injury it's giant right and john brought it up right early in the fucking yeah, I, interview I, it was, was like god damn let's work right, into that right, well, john's no, like no. nope you broke your leg bad right he's I like would. people know <laughs> let's move on i'm like fuck john you fucked it up <laughs> i would have i would have said it later because that's what was yeah you I thought so have. too right let's work into that right but let's, then let's moisten it up and then we'll ram it in all the we way and ask about, about his leg we were talking about his wrestling schooling and right. uh, and then he's talking about oh you need to know how to fall correctly yeah but that's bumps bumps are on your back no, but fall correctly, too. I guess, yeah, bumps are falls. And then... Yeah, uh, by the way, I, yeah, there was some lingo in there. Let's explain that. Taking bumps is not doing cocaine for our listenership. <laughs> that is yeah. uh, properly falling onto your back. 
you know, because they, you know, it's and, and obviously I wasn't going to broach this with him, but I will say this. Anybody that's listening that's not like a wrestling fan, I'm not a wrestling fan, but I know that what I, you know, as a guy who prides himself on knowing a little bit about a lot you know of shit. know just enough. Yeah, I know just enough about massive amounts of things, right? I don't know massive amounts of things about many things, but I know massive amounts of things or m- little bitty things <laughs> about massive amounts of things, right? That's, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. So... I'm an older as man guy, that loves all women. As a guy, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I mean, true. Um, but it's an, as, R- it's an R. Kelly thing. I'm ah, sorry. Ah, gross. All right. So, um, but I, 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 tr- I try to. What I do know about wrestling is that, and I didn't want to say this on on the interview with him because after he yelled at me, I was like, okay, we're well, not going to mention this. But um, I mentioned this recently with somebody else I was talking to wrestling about. I think might have been even on Facebook, and I mentioned it. But I, I came up with a term for what I like the best way to describe a wrestler. It's a muscled gymnast. Right. Okay. Trained to do the flips and the spins and the crazy shit and the muscular, strong Most strength shit. Most of the shit. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And land, instead of landing on their feet, land properly on their ass or back. The opposite like of a, a cat. Yeah, like, or a, the opposite of a gymnast. A gymnast trains to do oh, yeah. a fucking three flip and four and a half twist and land on their fucking feet and take one little baby step and that's it. Or you you fail. A fucking wrestler does all that same it, shit. Like, they they do, weigh 300 pounds. They do the same shit off of a rope or two and then fucking land on their back without hurting themselves. Yeah. And then like, like some of the extre- massively some of the extremists. Like, if a like, gymnast land, landed on their fucking back, they'd be fucking done. They'd break every rib and fucking spine in their body. As many spines as they had to break, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be fucked. But a wrestler does this shit and gets up I and then swear. fucking punches like, Randy Savage in the goddamn mouth. It's like stunts from Ooh, Jackass. Yeah, like the it's the like the. Clean. Sorry, I snapped into a slim jump. I know. <laughs> Fuck Slim yeah. Jim. How do you just run if you into like Macho beef Man? Jerky, if, yeah, I just ran into a ran. I was a dude on my banjo, and I ran into Randy <laughs> Savage. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. You, you were going to say something about beef jerky. Uh, I was. I was. Yeah. I said Slim Jim. I said I snapped into a Slim Jim, and then I was like, fuck that. This is the outro. We're having a good time, and we had to stay as straight face as we could on the mic with 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 fucking Sid Justice. That was big, dude. At my work, Denny at work was like, uh, I went in the other day, and he was like, bro. You're interviewing Sid Vicious? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, cool, bro. And I was like, you know him? You remember? Yeah, man. I was like, okay. That is, that's cool, bro. That is was terrifying. So, uh, yeah, definitely it was at first. intimidating. At first, at first. Yeah, yeah. But like, then we was cool towards the end. I was like, okay, this right, guy's cool. Just don't interrupt him. It was, Just don't interrupt him. It was remarkable how much my butthole clenched up when <laughs> the first time we got like scolded a little you, bit. Yeah, I was you like, did, oh, I did. Dude, I just yeah. happened to like, I was just trying to like talk. I, I was giving him props. I was like, yeah, good job or something. He was like, Shut up, what I'm talking about. And I was like, okay. My butthole got so tight. Ooh. I turd cutter, cutting and then, turds. I just clammed up. And then, but he said he would do it again. So anything yeah, that's we, what he said. anything we didn't get to, you know, we could, uh, we have the list of questions and, you know, the stuff from the listeners. And maybe we'll do a second round if we, he does come on again at some point. And I will say this, guys, but as you listen to this, doing bits with him would be fun. Get, yeah. And we got to get a promo from him. If he wasn't in a rush to watch a Ken Burns documentary, <laughs> yeah. we would have gotten a drop from him. Yeah, but yeah. he was in a hurry. There was no. I wasn't even going to be the guy to ask him because I don't want to close the door on anything future with him. But yeah. Um. I, but, seriously, I I will say this: get used to hearing more of these, as I'm calling them, and John doesn't like this title. Funny two interviews. Funny two interviews. That's so yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. But no, it's fine. It works. It works. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's fine. 
No, it, it works. It works. Thanks it for backing work. up on your previous statement. I just can't of say it's stupid. like, oh my gosh, it, no, that is the. Yeah, that's no, it so doesn't. Good. It doesn't roll off the, the tongue. Good, funny to it interviews. Doesn't, it doesn't. Know. I'm not head over heels up for it. You know, nor am I. Nothing to write home about. Fuck it. You know, it's FTI. It just fit in the. Um, fit in there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we'll be doing that, a lot more of these. So yeah. get used to them. And uh, guys, I just got yelled. We got yelled. We at got yelled by Sid. Sid Vicious, the guy's built at six, six, nine, 317 pounds. I, and I, he yelled at us. I could feel every pound of that through the phone. Bro, okay, so you know what one of the questions was? that uh, Oh, that was, you had that you didn't get to because you were scared? How, how many perms does he get? Oh, I know. I, had, I clammed up. Um, I couldn't do it. Well, I'll answer that for him right now. One. No, it's called a just, perm for a reason. It's permanent. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> How many temps have you gotten, Sid? Because <laughs> it's 70,000 temps, bitch. Because <laughs> it's the prefix. It's just, oh, yeah, that's, man. That guy's... The, yeah, but then I feel like he would have came through the phone yeah. and fucking, yeah. you know, chopped me Absolutely. in the throat. He would have found us from, I didn't wanna, from yeah. Arizona and killed but us. But it was it was something I was curious about. And maybe if we have other wrestlers on in the future or Sid back again. I think again, we, might, we might have I, some other yeah, wrestlers. I, I feel like one way or the other. I feel like I he... I feel like they're real candid. Wrestlers don't give a fuck. And maybe as we talk to some different wrestlers... I can ask some of the questions I wanted to ask. One thing I wanted to ask him was like, I know you guys are famous for being able to intake massive amounts of drugs and or alcohol. Like how many beers <laughs> have you had a night? You know? Yeah, like, I know. Do you have like 24 beers in a fucking four hour period or you know what I mean? Like not now, but in your heyday. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. When you were the, but anyway, yeah, that would, that would be, he wanted to cut it short. There's many, many questions we didn't get the, to, the, the one but qu- that leaves us open for other questions for other wrestlers and yeah, him right, again on a later date. They, and they can answer it just all the same because that's why I was wondering that, you know, the perm thing was a joke, but yeah. at the same time, so it was we'll a question. So we'll ask another wrestler like, about I feel like wrestlers, perm. Yeah, well, I, will, I feel like the industry kind of worries about appearances. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. feel like they, as much you have as they to do be shiny and, Mike you know, stuff and promos like we were talking like he was and and be physically to. able and yeah and yeah and he talked technique. about work ethic i was a hard worker and i was king of the promos and then you have to look good and it's like well shit that's right. where i fall off the wagon <laughs> I'm, I'm not healthy and i look like fucking no. damn it we should have no. asked him how to bulk you up oh i would have oh he's the king of bulk air uppers <laughs> he would have gave me all the vitamins I feel like the only guy that could tell you how to bulk up better than him is fucking mac from funny or from uh from yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. sunny in philadelphia can we talk to him Let's is there get that guy a way to do rob mackelhenny yeah. um okay so uh yeah we uh it's so about time we get out of here this was funny two interviews that episode was episode one terrible <laughs> i don't fuck. we gotta two, come up with something else we will funny you two guys interviews. know we fuck it this was funny two informing interviews yeah Sid um, Vicious style. We hope you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh Love with us or at us. us. Jinx, it doesn't matter. Jinx. Oh, I got you. Oh, we got some. Thanks, I got bro. you. Appreciate you. I got you. I can take cool. care of that. And uh, you can laugh with us or at us. And tip your pizza maker with shots. <laughs> <laughs>